Hello everyone, this is Tony Kramer, product specialist with RDO Equipment Company, and you are listening to the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Thanks for joining us on the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 75. Today, we are going to be talking about rental equipment and agriculture technologies and regarding rentals. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on many podcasting apps that we're streaming this on, such as Apple's podcasting app, it's on Stitcher, we have it on Overcast, it's on SoundCloud, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd really love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDOTonyK. Now with that, let's get back to the show. I'm really excited to welcome Albert Vasquez, who is the rental manager for RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Albert. To get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, your background, as well as how you got involved in the industry. Sure. Like you said, my name is Albert Vasquez. I am based out of our Yuma, Arizona location in the Southwest. I started with RDO Equipment Company about six years ago out of our Riverside location where I started as a construction salesman. A couple months down the line I went to transfer to our San Diego Lakeside location where I became a dispatcher and got introduced to dispatching with agriculture and construction. I did that for a few years, had fun with it, but decided to take a different step and go back to Fargo, North Dakota to the motherland where I got to learn a little more about agriculture and the uh, behind the scenes of everything. From there, I uh, came down to our Yuma location where it is, I like to think of our central hub for the Southwest Rental Division. You talk about rental and Yuma, Arizona kind, kind of being the, the central hub of the RDO Equipment Company Rental Division and everything. It's really a, a different world down there when it comes to agriculture equipment. Being up here in the upper Midwest, it we really don't rent equipment. It's all purchased or leased to the farm owners, the operators, whatever it may be. But you go down to the Southwest and I know that renting the equipment is is really what people do. Nobody buys, they don't lease. It's more of a rental program. So down there in the Southwest, you guys have a, a division and a whole rental fleet. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the RDO Equipment Company Rental Program what you guys rent, and how it all works. Sure. The RDO Equipment Rental Program actually consists of today about just just over 500 pieces of equipment for rental. Those 510 machines can start anywhere from our 5 Series tractors, two-wheel drive, and go all the way up to even 9RXs that we keep in the fleet and run regularly. To me, the main reason why we have the rental program is to actually it's a better way for our guys to sell equipment later on. We do a lot of rentals down here because in the Southwest we have a lot of good sunshine and weather and everything is beautiful most of the year. So we actually have guys that turn three, four crop a year rather than in the Midwest we have the owner operators that are doing one, maybe two. So it's essential for these guys to rent pieces from us because it's easier for guys to rent tractors and not hold the note 
and return the machines at the end of their harvest or at the end of the planting season. Um, down here we do a lot of labor-intensive crops where we don't have the owner-operators going on like we do in the Midwest. It's easier for our guys to just say, hey, I got to do a harvest this year, which is bigger than last year. So we picked up, you know, 200 some odd acres rather than buying machines and saying, well, shoot, I got to go spend a couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple million. They can easily just rent a few machines for a few months, be done with them, turn them back in, pay the rent. And the next year they go back to their normal 200 less acres. Our rental fleet consists of 5,000 to 9 series tractors, uh, new and used. What we like to do for the fleet is try to utilize our inventory throughout the company. In the Midwest, we do a lot of big rolls, big trades. Our co customers come back and uh, return 30, 40, 50, 60 tractors a year. Well, rather than holding on to those in certain areas and inflating our inventory levels, we pull a lot of those tractors and set them up for our Southwest region. So we're moving tractors from these trades into our Southwest rental fleet where in the Southwest Rental Fleet, we have tractors that are becoming of age. You know, we like to remove machines anywhere from 3,000 to 6,000 hours. Those are prime sale machines to go to other regions, the Northwest, the, uh, the Midwest, Africa. We do, a lot of, we do a lot of sales out of the rental fleet to our uh, Ukraine division. They're, they go all over the place. So we like to bounce our, our fleet around and keep it fresh. At the same time, when our guys are renting machines, it gives them an opportunity to buy something. A lot of our guys will hold on to machines for six, seven, eight months, and at the end of that term, they they might have thirty, forty thousand dollars into this tractor. Well, one, the guy can afford to buy it, and we roll in a portion of that rental to the machine, and it's theirs. Or, we bring it back. That machine is substantially downcosted, where we can sell it to somebody else at a cheaper rate. So, it, our rental fleet is constantly moving around and evolving day in and day out just to take care of pretty much everything. But what we're really trying to do is provide cheaper machines, a variety of machines for people all over the place. A good part about our rental fleet is it's, it's not set in stone. We're able to sell and lease and rental purchase anything that we want to out of the fleet. And that's, that's, our, that's our main reason, just to keep our guys having options. Talking about this very large fleet and how it's always changing and, and adapting based on what the needs of the customers are down there, as well as how old the age of the machines and everything like that. What are some of the challenges of managing such a large fleet and dealing with this program? Is there any sort of softwares or technologies or anything that really help you manage this fleet and this program? The tough part is of managing the whole fleet is keeping track of the age and hours, just like you said. We actually do quite a bit to monitor that, and we do a lot of things like JD Link. We do RDO Connect. We actually have teams back at our Fargo FSO locations that monitor the hours on these pieces. We can track where they're at at certain times. We can always tell customers what they're doing with these machines. A lot of the technology that we have on our machines, we relay back to the customers. With the JD Link system being able to track these machines, what are you able to see? I mean, are you able to see where they're running, how long they're running? What are you guys doing with the JD Link and RDO Connect systems? We're actually doing quite a bit, especially for our 8Rs. Our 8Rs run around the clock during certain seasons down here. Uh, unlike the Midwest where they run 300 hours a year, our guys will put 300 hours a month on an 8R. So, with the JD Link Ultimate on the 8Rs and these guys running so many hours, we're able to go back and tell customers how much fuel they're burning per hour 
how much idle time these guys are using on their tractors, how much horsepower they're using. Well, just recently we went through a tractor, customer wanted the biggest, baddest machine because that's what his neighbor is using. And so we gave him the biggest, baddest machine. Going into that, he was actually wasn't too happy about the rental rate. So in trying to figure out if we can help take care of him with the cheaper cost, but make sure we get him the right machine, we dialed in and checked out how many idle hours he was using, how much horsepower he was using. Is he actually utilizing the machine that he needs to? In doing that, we were able to get him down into a smaller machine, save him a few bucks on the rental rate, and also show him all this good, fun technology with JD Link. So we use it quite a bit. Even on our small 5 Series tractors, we install our CalAMP systems for RDO Connect. Even though they don't come from the factory, from John Deere, with these monitoring systems, we're able to put them on there and keep our machines regularly serviced, you know, to keep them under warranty. Because we, we like to pride ourselves on having a top premium fleet. That's one of the things that sets us apart from other companies. Our fleet usually consists of machines under 3,000 hours that are regularly serviced every 500, 1,000, 1,500 hours. And by keeping our JD Lincoln technology up to date, we're able to keep our tractors in tip-top shape and, and a premium fleet. All of the technology that you're talking about with the, the RDO Connect CalAMP systems and the JD Link, are you able to utilize any of that technology when it comes to the maintenance of these machines? Of course. We're able to see with, uh, with alerts, for instance. If we go into JD Link, it can, it can pop up an alert and tell us exactly what's wrong with this tractor. What I see personally with, uh, with the JD Lincoln technology is we'll get a lot of calls from customers and saying, hey, this thing's running funny. It's throwing codes left and right. We're able to go in and check it out and say, hey, you know, it's throwing this code. It could be something as simple as engaging a four-wheel drive or, you know, you, you didn't regen the tractor when it needed to. So we're able to go in and save ourselves a heck of a lot of money rather than sending a technician out there, waiting a couple hours, putting the customer down in the middle of the field. We're able to see that from our computers at home for our rental fleet and get them going within less than 15, 20 minutes if we have someone available. So that's always a fun thing that we can do with the, with the technology that we have. Our machine monitoring group does a hell of a job of constantly checking these machines day in and day out to see where the hours are. Uh, for example, if we have a machine that's been out for a couple months and they know it's in our rental fleet and it's not pinging, they let our technicians know that we have to go out and install a cal amp. There's something wrong with this machine. It needs a service right away. And they're doing that daily. It's actually impressive at, but to how many machines they have. Because keep in mind, the Southwest Ag Rental Fleet has 510 machines. That's not including our construction fleet that has close to eight to 900, or our Texas fleet that has close to 1,000. So our machine monitoring team does a hell of a job of making sure our machines are in tip-top shape. So mentioning the machine monitoring team that's really watching these machines, they're able to, to look at them and notify the technicians and everything. Who do you guys have for support when it comes to supporting this equipment out in the field? Who helps the rental team? So the rental team is actually quite a bit of people involved, not necessarily rental, but we like to call ourselves the Ag Support Group. The Ag Support Team consists of a few people, uh, myself here in Yuma, I have Trent Rico, he's our dispatcher for the Southwest Ag Fleet. Big help to the group is Marcy Hager up in the Fargo FSO. She's our Ag Asset Manager. She does a lot of behind the scenes work when it comes to monitoring expenses going to machines, making sure our costs are going to the right spots like warranty, machines, you know, rental maintenance. We do a lot of rental maintenance down in the Southwest 
to keep our machines running right. She has a teammate, Jen Mitchell, who is our ag asset coordinator. So a lot of what Jen does is monitor our warranty processes, and she does a lot of the work order checkovers. So anything that gets closed the previous day, she will go in and just to review, make sure everyone's okay, and provide training to those throughout the company as to where charges should go. So all of us are pretty much the core components when it comes down to rental and to ag support. With all of the equipment that you have out there on rent to the customers, I would imagine that they're utilizing at some level of precision agriculture technology when it comes to auto track, utilizing green star displays and receivers. What types of technologies are out there for customers when it comes to the rental fleet? We actually provide quite a bit in, in regards to GPS and auto track. That's another part of our premium fleet is we like to have our large fleet equipped with a minimum of SF1. You know, that involves our SF3000 receivers and our SF6000 receivers with auto track ready activations. Having our fleet equipped with SF1 gives our guys the accuracy they need to get in the field to keep things straight. That is included for free on everything and our guys love that. If they want to take it a step forward and get into sub-inch accuracy, we can and will equip our machines with full RTK systems, giving them the sub-inch accuracy they need for planting. So down in the desert, there are quite a few mountains and structures and a bunch of other different crazy things that happen to get in the way of signal, especially down here in Yuma. There's a military base right around the corner. So they, they tend to uh, block out our frequencies every so often. So what we can do for the rental fleet, or even if it's just taking care of a customer for loaners, demos, or in general, we provide customers with mobile base stations. We'll go out there and hook up an RTK system or a SF, SF receiver, put it on a tower, and throw it out there for our customers to use and lock the signal in. So it's not just dedicated to rental, it's more so evolved for everybody. I would imagine you're dealing with a number of different customers and you talk about these huge fleets and even the the precision technology that guys can utilize with the auto track and the RTK systems. Do you have any sort of a success story that you could talk to our listeners about, Albert? One big success story that I like to see as just an internal for us is come two years ago, two or three years ago, our fleet only consisted of about 300 machines or so. And today we're sitting at 510. That goes to show everybody, and us especially, that our product is out there, it works, and people are depending on us to get them taken care of. Um, there, there are times each year we pick up little customers here and there. We'll get five, ten tractors. It's just recently we had a customer come and pick up three 8RTs, and for the last couple of years have always rented Challenger tractors with their Trimble systems. We were able to get in there because of our parts and service support. They gave us an opportunity to get three track machines out there with our precision RTK systems, and they're loving it. Another success story that I like to think about for, for everybody is getting our technicians and getting our people internal with RDO more inclined with our technologies. You know, we're constantly working with our service departments in and out to get them to use our JD Link, get them to use our RDO Connect, have them check out these JD Link alerts and constantly monitor our equipment. Getting them more involved here may seem small on the rental side, but when they go to sell a machine, they're going to know more benefits for the customer to take care of them later on. That's really cool to hear some of those success stories. And like you even said, it's not only success stories with our customers, but it's also success stories within our organization and what we've done throughout RDO Equipment. 
if a if a listener wanted to learn a little bit more, maybe there's a listener down there in the Southwest that is interested in renting from RDO Equipment Company, who can they talk to? Where can they go to learn more? Well, they can start with their local account manager. All of our local account managers come directly to me for rental questions and, and any issues that they have. But whoever they're comfortable with, if they're comfortable with a parts salesman, if they're comfortable with a service advisor, if they're comfortable with the GM of the store, anybody can help them get the information they need for rentals. And in turn, we can contact them directly. I just want to thank you, Albert, for sitting down with me and talking a little bit about what RDO Equipment Company has to offer when it comes to rental down there in our southwest region. It's really cool to hear about that because, like I said, up here in the upper Midwest, it's everything is purchase and lease. We don't uh, don't really rent any equipment. So it's neat to hear that there's other equipment opportunities out there. Thank you for everything. Appreciate the time and talk to you guys soon. This podcast was produced and edited by Nate Dorsey. Visit rdoequipment.com slash podcast to listen to new episodes and catch up on any that you've missed. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Android devices so that you'll never miss out on the latest news and technology from RDO Equipment and John Deere. If you really like this podcast, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or any of the other social media platforms that you are using. You can also connect with me on Twitter at RDOTonyK, that's at R-D-O-T-O-N-Y-K, where you can tweet me questions, episode feedback, or ideas for future topics to cover. Please join us next time on the Agriculture Technology Podcast.